Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. So we've talked before about retirement stuff, and I guess I mentioned that word, that place in the distant for anybody that's in their 20s or 30s, this retirement thing. But quite honestly, it's something that we shouldn't be ignoring. Now, the government did a great thing many years ago in introducing a thing called superannuation, which is basically mum and dad telling you to put money aside for a rainy day. And if they didn't have it, there would be a lot of people that are in much worse positions. Now, the pension is nothing that any Australian should really be relying on into retirement. It's basically less than $46,000 a year for a couple. So what we need to do is help ourselves into the future. There is a type of super fund where you are your own fund, literally. It's called a self-managed super fund. We've had shows about this before. I've done plenty of education events on this too. It's a big subject. It's a specialist area. You need a financial advisor to hold your hand the whole way through this in conjunction with your lovely mortgage broker too. Up until recently, it was considered quite confusing for people to get money for self-managed super funds. There was lots of restrictions and uh, how much it could actually borrow. Now, we've talked about on previous shows about how certainly for investment properties, you can borrow up to 90% of the value of the property. And that means that uh, lender's mortgage insurance um, is available on those products. It's a, it's a tax claimable product that you use. But I saw a fantastic article a while ago that lenders mortgage insurance was going to be available for self-managed super funds. And I immediately got on the phone and got in contact with uh, somebody that we've had on the podcast before and got him back into the studio. So please introduce yourself to us again. Tell us where you're from. We had you on a few weeks ago. But tell us about Lenders Mortgage Insurance for the self-managed super fund world. Thank you, Alan Strawn Taylor, Strategic Partnership Leader at Helia, and we are mortgage insurers. Have been in the market since 1965. Um, so most of your listeners would be um, aware of Lenders Mortgage Insurance, which is um, insurance insurance that you uh, probably have to take out if you're borrowing more than 80 percent the value of the property in, in just uh, if you're borrowing it yourself or buying the property yourself allows you to borrow more up to 95% mm-hmm. and allows you to get into the property um, a lot sooner than you would if you had to save the full 20%. So that's the that's the basis of uh, lenders mortgage insurance. So then talking about self-managed super funds, Helia or as it was back then Gemworth has had a product in the market for about 10 years where we would insure loans that were um, for the purpose of buying properties within a self-managed super fund structure. Mm-hmm. Now, that product was, um, was, I suppose, set for the market conditions that existed 10 years ago. 
Yeah. And what we've done recently is reviewed that product and we've made some tweaks to it, which we think are, one, very exciting and two, um, should uh, help a lot of people in terms of their self-managed super fund and the property they want to put into it. And I'll just, I'll just wind back about why. So over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, we've been looking at the property market in general and looking at segments within that. And one of the segments we're very interested in was investment property. And the reason for that is that the market had largely de-risked itself and went, probably walked back from investment property um, and lending for investment property. And the reasons for that is that market probably got a little bit hot in around 2015, 16, 17, and AFRA yep. stepped in and put in what it said were macro prudential uh, guides to reduce the amount of investment property lending as a percentage of the total lending. Yeah. Right. And so what you saw was lenders do a number of things. One, reduce the amount of money they were willing to put out there for investment lending, lift interest rates. So it was more expensive in that space. And also start managing the percentage of loans that they wrote for investment versus total so that they weren't going too far. And so as usual in this market, the pendulum tended to swing a bit too far one way. (laughs) um, And you saw it just, it was just became difficult for people to borrow in that space. So we saw an opportunity. Yeah, um, to reset the dial for investment lending. Uh, a lot of lenders walked back from, they used to allow you to borrow up to 95, they walked back to 90, some even walked further back to 80% LVR for investment lending. That's starting to change. As we were doing that, as we were reviewing that, we also said, well, what's another area that people borrow property to invest in? And that's through self-managed super fund structures. Mm-hmm. And we went, oh, good point. What have we done in that space? Not a lot in 10 years, right? So that was our own fault, um, but it was a good recognition and realisation. Yes. So um, so we spent some time looking at our policy in that space. And what we found was, uh, as I said, it was set up 10 years ago. We used to lend, we would cover loans up to 80% LVR. This is the old policy. We would write a maximum of $500,000 as a, as a loan. Which 10 years ago was, was fine. fine. Right? Fit for purpose, not anymore. And liquid assets back then, 10% that you had to have in. And then you had to contribute what was So the, the liquid base. assets is leaving some cash still within the super Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. And a bit like you said uh, when we last caught up is you want to make sure you've got cash available for you know, just general expenses and just for running the day-to-day, even if it's your personal life, but it's the same concept within self-managed super fund. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so reviewing those, we, we quickly realised that though those, uh, those settings were right 10 years ago, they were out of market today. I mean, the average property price 10 years ago was probably more like six $700,000. It's well over a million dollars in Sydney at the moment. Yeah. And it's you know, a little bit less than other capital cities, but still a lot higher than it was 10 years ago. And also the self-managed super fund industry has matured a lot. There were a lot of myths when it first came out that it was going to be high risk and it was complex and there was a lot of mum and dads, which is a terrible, um, terrible uh, nomenclature for people who you know, aren't that savvy at investing. Well, most people are mums and dads, right, regardless. <laughs> anyway, a lot's happened and the, the market has matured a lot and we found that the performance of self-managed super funds has actually been really, really good. Oh, well, that's right? a positive. Exactly. And so the myths of them being high risk and, and not performing never never came out, right? Yeah. And so we started to realise that a self-managed super fund is actually a pretty good investment, right, if done well. Okay, and again, as you know, not for everyone. Yep, yep, But if Absolutely. you get the right advice, the right support, the right structure, it's actually a very sound 
mechanism for investing. And so because of that, we've in, um, allowed the, our minimum um, loan-to-value ratio to increase from 80 to 90%, okay, which means that the old concept of leverage, it means that borrowers can actually borrow a bit more to buy a slightly bigger or better investment, right? So there's that. Then also, you know, we went from $500,000 minimum to a million dollars. And the final thing is that we just, we just ask that you – contribute your minimum con- contribution that the government sets. I think it's 10.5%. Yeah. I think that's recently about gone up. But anyway, so essentially we're actually willing to lend more, lend more in terms of total dollars, lend more in totes of, in totes of percentage to loan and also allow the liquid assets too went from 10% down to 5%. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's much more accessible and allows investors to leverage a bit more. Into that, into the uh, into the market. So the the banks or the lenders that will then actually uh, mortgage insure their uh, loans with your with your um, uh, product, they can make their own changes to yeah, what it, they. It does come down to the lender's own policy. So we'll say this is our policy. Yep. Um, if you want to match it, excellent. If you don't, that's up to you. Okay. But it's about talking to so for brokers, especially talking to the lenders. It's mainly non banks in this space. From what we understand, I think all the majors no longer operate in this space, but there are plenty of lenders that will. And again, this is where your broker is going to be really um, a real powerful ally in this space because they'll know who to actually go and talk to. So, I mean, that's that's a key thing as well. That these these are big changes, mm. and so um, if you were told something a few years ago, and you're still interested in that, now's the time to go and review, have a, yeah. have another have another peek and see that. Mm. And, and I guess this sort of strengthens the, your relationship with your own broker because lender A may have their own, you know, sort of tweak on your policy mm-hmm. and lender B may, may embrace your full policy and it might be a better deal Correct. for you as well. Yep. You've also, I mean, we talked about this last time you were on as well, you've got some great facts and figures and, and all of that on your website. We do. Yes. To to, uh, to to help people um, make an assessment, but it's still something that you can um, th- that you need to run this past an es- expert as well. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're talking self-managed super funds, you want your your, your wealth advisor involved. You want to be talking to your broker. You know, you really you turn to the experts in this space, and th- you know, there's plenty willing to help. And the advice that we have on our website, which is helia.com.au, you know, that is open to anyone to go on and have a look. There's calculators there. There's information um, sheets you can download. There's videos even that you can have a look at. All that stuff is designed just to inform uh, the borrower, even brokers. There's a there's a uh, area for brokers to have a look at as well. We hope. It'll help you understand a bit more about, you know, what can be done, both just in general lending, but also in the SMF space. It was interesting to hear that, especially from an insurance company, mm. that um, you're certainly not adverse to, um, you know, you don't consider the self-managed super fund market a high risk. We assess that risk based on the data that we get. And, you know, we don't make a call whether it's high or low risk. We just say that we, we will operate within parameters that we think make sense to us and will allow people into the market appropriately. As you quite rightly mentioned, it's not for everybody. There's a lot of checks and measures that, that actually need to be done. And I think it's probably harder to buy a property in a super fund than it is. I mean, anybody can go and just buy a property but with the super fund, you've got to be so compliant and, and everything like that. So it's 
it's uh, obviously something that you guys have not something you've done lightly here. No, no, we, we spend a lot of time looking at it. We look, we spend a lot of time talking to lenders too, um, and understanding their own experience uh, in this space because that's informative for us. And based on those conversations and our own research, you know, we've managed to tweak our policy, which is um, we believe will just help people, you know, get into the, those properties and even you know get into the slightly larger ones if that if that suits them. Thank you again, Strawn, for coming in. That was fantastic. It was a very much an eye-opener into that. Uh, I'm sure our listeners, whether it's for their own personal use or whether you're in the finance, whether you're a mortgage broker or financial advisor, will be uh, aware of that. I certainly know that some of my friends that are brokers didn't know anything about this. That's why I gave you a call and got you back on the show. So uh, thank you again. I'll put a link in for your website because it, it is great. I love the tools for the uh, doing your own little bit of uh, check-ins. They're so much better than those bank <laughs> online ones. Yours is good. I've even played with it to try and trick it, and it works. Excellent. So thank you again uh, for thank coming Thank you for having in. me on. Yep. We'll, we'll get you back again soon. If you liked the show, please hit the like button. Give us a review, what you actually liked. If you've got any topics you want us to talk about, certainly within the mortgage insurance, if there's any questions you've got there, we'll answer them on air sometimes. And I'll see you again next week for another edition of the Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.